Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Fire at Sea is the first documentary to ever win the top award at the Berlin International Film Festival. It is a story of a 12-year-old boy, Samuel Lee, uh, living on an island in the Mediterranean far away from the mainland. Like all boys his age, he does what other schoolboys do. They play, they laugh, they carry on. But in the, but his father is also uh, a man who is, in, who is deeply involved in p- rescuing refugees coming from North Africa to looking for a better life and a better place in Europe, coming from Libya and other places from around the world to escape the, the tra- tragedy and horror that is their life. And that is the basis of the film Fire at Sea. It's a remarkable documentary, um, and we so often are in the dark about what is actually going on with the refugees as they flee these places around the world. And this film is remarkable in that regard and shining a light on it. We're joined today by Gianfranco Rossi. Yes, good morning. morning. And how are you doing today? I helped you with the pronunciation of my name. Yes, you did. (laughs) I I deeply appreciate your help on that. And um, I I just want to congratulate you on this film. It is uh, truly, uh, not only is it a beautiful film to look at, but it's deeply touching. It's a deeply moving film and told from a perspective, a very human perspective. Very. Tell me a little bit about your introduction into this world and your decision to move forward with a documentary. Um, in a different way, this can happen, uh, because I was asked how to make a film in Pedusa from Institute Illusion, which is a big Italian organization for archival footage. So there was a need two, three years ago, to put an eyes and telling the story not only about the migrants arriving in Lampedusa, but also the people of the island. Because throughout this year, Lampedusa was always uh, portrayed as a place of uh, migrants' land somehow, and then, you know, was always related to tragedy, to story of really harshness of the migrant world, but somehow the story of the islanders was always neglected. So there was a need to change the, the point of view, not because the story of the migrants is not important, but somehow to give a, a perspective from uh, the islanders. Uh, because this island has been accepting migrants for the last 20 years. It's been the landing point, the, the beacon of uh, arrival of people on the journey for freedom that they went from Africa to Europe, uh, hoping to find a different life. Uh, so Lampedusa for years was somehow a place where people pass by. And, um, you know, most of the people don't even know where Lampedusa is. It's a place that if you look at the, at the map, uh, it doesn't even exist in the map of Italy. So there was this uh, almost forgotten place, but uh, one of the most important places right now in Europe, because it's the gate of Europe, it's the gate where um, thousands, thousands of people arrive every year. And 500,000 people the last 15 years passed through Lampedusa in order to arrive in Europe. And unfortunately... In the last 15 years, more than 20,000 people died on this journey for freedom. So it's a place that has an incredible historical value in this moment. And the team wanted to give a, a perspective, a dimension on what this island is. And uh, I chose the point of view of a little boy, Samuele, and um, he becomes somehow our I mean, narrator, our, our point of view 
through the the voice of the migrant also it's like this perspective this, these two worlds that somehow never touch each other but that they do coexist in a certain way yeah and it is it, it's just in, for people to understand it, the island is is it not is it close to sicily would that be a point of reference for people who are trying to understand where where it's from where it's between sicily and tunisia libya is closer to africa than italy is it Uh, and it's a mag- it's a tiny, tiny little island. It's really, like in two hours, you can basically walk around the whole island. It's, it's, uh, about uh, about how many people actually live on the island? Four uh, thousand people, okay. more or less. Yeah. And predominantly fishing, as I assume, would be well, like... fishing, 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 and in the summer, tourism, of course, is yeah. uh, the two main activities of mm-hmm. the island. But uh, the, the soul of the island is our fishermen. You know, this is the the real soul of the island. Samuele. Is the son of the fisherman. He's not. You probably confused that Samuel is not the son of the doctor. The doctor is another character in the film. He's the son of the fisherman. That's why he's struggling in the film. He doesn't want to become a fisherman. He suffers seasickness, and his life is always in trouble because uh, he cannot go on a boat. He doesn't know how to row. That's right. But there are all these little trouble of uh, a kid, you know, twelve years old, that uh, is facing life and is facing the the harshness of life in a way, you know, like the unknown, the uncertainty of life. And um, his father is a fisherman, so he has to become a fisherman, like the tradition uh, wants in Lampedusa. So the, the struggle of this kid, little kid, uh, want to be a hunter, but uh, have to become a fisherman in this island of fishermen. Yeah. Now, let's back up just a bit, because we're uh, most people are familiar with the, the migration of refugees from, from Syria coming through Turkey, going that route to Greece. I myself was not aware of the volume of people coming from North Africa through this route. And did you say something like 20,000? How many people do they have an estimate as to how many people are coming up from from North Afri- Africa through this route? Is well, a- this year, from since the beginning, since January up to now, at least uh, 140,000 people arrived in Italy from Africa. So it's uh, quite an enormous number. In the last 15 years, Around 500,000 people arrived from uh, in Italy, following the route of Lampedusa somehow of the Mediterranean Sea. Then this is an incredible complex uh, issue migration in Europe because there are so many fronts that are open, you know, from the, from uh, Greece, uh, from uh, Spain, uh, from Italy, from the Balkans. So uh, my film focuses in the little island of Lampedusa, and it's just a microcosm that I wanted to focus on. It's one of the aspect of the migration. That's why somehow in the film, I don't want to approach it in a journalistic way, but more in a in an emotional way. You know, I try to close the door of information more and more in the film and leaving out uh, the audience to interact with emotion and with the space that uh, somehow uh, to, I want to create more suspension on the on the on the emotion, you know, more than giving information and uh, and giving numbers or giving somehow the political uh, reportage of what's going on right now with migration because that's an incredible difficulty. You would need probably like a book of uh, 400 pages in order to really deeply go on uh, understanding the migration uh, in this moment in Europe. Right. Well, and as you mentioned, by the way, we're speaking with the director of Fire at Sea, Gianfranco Rossi, Rossi, and he is uh, he's joining yeah. us today to talk about his film that's coming out today here as we speak, October twenty eighth here in uh, in 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 L A, and it's at the uh, Pasadena Playhouse uh, in uh, in Pasadena, the Lemley Pasadena Playhouse, as well as 
the Fine Arts Theater, another Lemley Theater. And you're going to be at a a Q&A tonight and tomorrow night at the at the Fine Arts Theater in, uh, in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, for I first of all, it's a such a beautiful film, and and uh, it so see it in a theater. It is just it really it's uh, it, it's just beautiful to look at. You did a fantastic job, as you did. This was, as you put it, a, a one-man, pretty much a one-man show. Um, just out of curiosity, what is – I'm getting off topic a little bit, but what is that like for you? Uh, does, had, what were the – are the obvious advantages of being able to be mobile, get around the island and get to places? But what are the challenges when you're handling all of the different technical aspects of making a film? Well, for me, it's very important this because uh, time is my, my bigger allies when I start a film. Uh, since my first film, I find out that, you know, I, I like to immerse myself in a place which uh, most of the time I don't know anything about it. And it takes uh, a long journey in order to understand uh, the place. So I have to somehow to encounter a place first, in this case with Lampedusa, and then to encounter people in, in the place. And then uh, somehow this, uh, the people I meet or the people I wanted to be part of the film they have to reflect uh, what the place is. So they have to have this uh, communication between the place and the people. And that takes really long time. And it would be impossible for me to have a crew and spend one and a half year like I did in Lampedusa with a sound uh, with some person or a camera person with me. And um, it's always for me important also to understand the moment where I can film. So this is like sometimes I can wait two weeks, three weeks before I start filming or before filming something. And I don't feel obsessively when I'm there in the place because I have always have to wait for the right moment, the right light, the right uh, situation. Yeah. So it becomes a very long and slow process. And uh, mostly it's important also to create an intimacy for me with my character, with the people I'm working with. And, uh, and this, uh, to be one by one, uh, it creates this interaction, which uh, for me is uh, fundamental in order to be able to tell the story because I don't write uh, anything. I don't write a script before starting, and uh, I let somehow, day by day, uh, to, um, the story to unfold in front of my camera. Yeah. Somehow I like to write with the camera, so it becomes this uh, long journey, long writing process where I, can, I have to find the structure and the storytelling, which comes most of the time, uh, actually, only from reality, uh, from things that unfold every day. You, mm-hmm. you, you mentioned earlier Dr. Petro Bartolo, and his he there are so many people in this film that are pivotal in in the survival for so many of these refugees coming to this part of the world coming from North Africa and he as a doctor by day and at night he he spends time on a shortwave radio monitoring activity out at sea and helping find these people whose boats are these horribly decrepit and uh, ravaged crafts that these people are using to come across the Mediterranean. It's just so heartbreaking. To, it, it, and near the beginning of the film, you have just this audio of the these these people pleading for their lives for p- someone to come get them. Yeah, this echo, this voice of desperation that appears very often in the film. And there is uh, this desperate, uh, desperate uh, voices, you know, that are right in the island like an echo. And um, for me, it was very, when I was listening to this, and every day there's this kind of uh, uh, asking for help. And, uh, you know, the, the other side is a Coast Guard that's answered to this message. And often, you know, the, 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 it's important to know the position of these people, the, the, the coordinates of these people. And some, most of the time, they're not even able to give, to give the coordinates. 
So it's really a heartbreaking uh, situation you know, to hear this voice that people that are sinking in the middle of mostly at night in the middle of the sea and uh, asking for help and uh, and uh, it's a tragedy. We keep feeling this in the highlands. You know, we feel this sense of death that is around, this sense of tragedy that is um, outside the island of Lampedusa. And again, I said the Mediterranean Sea lately became a, a thumb, you know, like a tomb. Uh, like thousands of people die there every day trying to escape from Libya and to reach freedom. And this is one of the biggest tragedies Europe is living in this moment. Uh, unfortunately, it's also political tragedy, like Europe is not able to face uh, this crisis in a political way. So uh, with this film, I wanted somehow to to launch a cry of help. It's a, we have to do, this is unacceptable that people die in this way, yes. looking for freedom. And that's what the film wants to say at the end. You know, it's like a, a voice uh, of desperation that wants to open up. We're speaking with Gianfranco Rossi. He's the director of the film Fire at Sea. It's, as I said, it's opening today here in Los Angeles at the Lemley Royal as well as the Lemley Playhouse in Pasadena. I, I want to compliment you on your on the imagery that you captured in this film and the, the faces of these people that are desperate, the refugees. There are a couple of scenes in in the film that I I do want to sort of point to as as so humanizing and so heartbreaking, is the one where there you've got the singer who's sort of singing sort of a rap with with people on board. The, yeah, this is a group of Nigerian people that just um, uh, survived. The few of them survived to yeah. uh, to a tragedy in the middle of the sea. Most of them they didn't make it. They found death there, and these were people, a group of people that survived the, the tragedy in the in the sea. And I was able to have really a strong relationship with them. And I was invited in the room when they were praying and and, uh, and uh, thanking for the for being saved. And I think that moment we are really witnessing history. In three minutes, uh, there's everything there. Like thousands of interviews would not bring that such a strong emotion. And uh, the sense of really the tragedy, the witnessing the exodus that these people made from uh, Nigeria to the desert, uh, to Libya, to the sea, and arriving finally to Lampedusa, where, you know, uh, where still there's hope for them. Well... There's so much about this film that is so, I mean, it, th these are tragic circumstances and situations that these people find them in through no fault of their own. They're desperate for a life. They're desperate to survive. And uh, one of the great things about Fire at Sea is this, uh, this ability that you have to humanize all sides of this situation with the family, with the doctor, with the young boy, with the people on board these ships. And it is... It is so it's such a um, refreshing and, and and enlightening to see this from a perspective rather than some newsreel or a news story or something that's antiseptic and completely removed from the circumstances these people find themselves in. Uh, I can only imagine that yourself must be very pleased with the reaction the film has gotten from uh, all quarters. What is that? What does that meant to you? Um, the, the the positive reaction that you've got regarding um, Fire at Sea. Well, this um, is a film that somehow there's a fourth story inside this film, and it's politics. And um, when the film won in Berlin Film Festival, this film became somehow um, a, 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 a moment of reflection on this tragedy. 
So for me, it was very important. The team has been distributed in 64 countries around the world, from China to Tibet to Japan to Brazil to you know, North America to U.S., uh, all over Europe. And it's important, and I think that this is seen around. You know, it's important that people understand that we are living a tragedy in this, uh, in this uh, historical moment. And uh, we cannot say anymore we didn't know, you know. This is one of the biggest tragedies we're living after the Second World War. Uh, I don't want to use the word Holocaust, but too many people live, uh, die in the middle of the sea, try to escape. So it's important that people, I don't think that art, cinema, books can change the course of history, but uh, I hope that this film can create some awareness. You were mentioning before uh, the sound that in the film, um, um, kind of dictate the rhythm of the film, of this, this the dialogue between people asking for help and, uh, and receiving these uh, desperate voices. And the, the, the coastal guard asks, what's your position? So I want this word, what's your position, to become a question to the audience, yeah. uh, to the people watching the film, what's your position? Right. And I want the people to ask themselves, what's my position on this issue of migration? Are we building walls? Are we pushing these people away? Uh, do we want to create barricades? A few days ago, back Obama, Barack Obama, he he did a beautiful speech at United Nations facing the crisis of migrants, and he said, "In this world, if we build a wall, we build a prison for ourselves." Yes, and that's what I want the scene to create an awareness of. We are not able. Wall and, and, wall and barricade, they never survived uh, history. You know, for sooner or later they fall apart, and Berlin is exactly an example of that. So we have to um, make it step forward and uh, understand it that, uh, you know, we have to open up to a situation which is uh, extremely, which is a tragedy at this moment. When I went to Lampedusa and asked Dr. Bartolo, what made this island somehow? Um, such an incredible spirit of accepting for 20 years. People passing by from here constantly, constantly, constantly. And Dr. Bartolo told me, we are fishermen in this island, and fishermen always accept anything that comes from the sea. So it's a beautiful <laughs> metaphor. Maybe we should all embrace uh, you know, the spirit of a fisherman that accepts uh, the unknown, accepts things that come from the sea. That's a beautiful thought that you just relayed to you. That is a, a, incredible. Well, the, the statistics, the U.N. Uh, is now saying that there's something like 45 million people who are externally displaced refugees, another 20 million people in the world that are internally displaced refugees. This is a problem that is only going to get worse as long as the the slaughter that's taking place in so many places around the world, as well as the changes in our climate, are going to dictate that people will start migrating. Absolutely. We are only beginning to understand the, 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 the magnitude of this issue and this problem that we have to solve. We have to solve it. And, the, and this is a duty of the whole world it together. Not the same way the main uh, head of state a few months ago or a year ago, they got together try to resolve the climate problem. This is another problem that has to resolve, uh, has to be resolved uh, uh, worldwide. You know, this is not something that can be left to single country. This is something right. that uh, has, is a huge political issue, this. And of course, my film just mentioned this barely. You know, I want the film to open more to questions than giving answers. Yes. The film is more a story of a little boy in this little island. And somehow it's like a comic of age.
situation. If someone would have seen this film two, three years ago, would have taken this in a completely different way. But now this is an emergency. You know, it's something extremely big, and it's something that belongs. The solution belongs to the whole world together, and it's not something that can be resolved just by a single country. And migration is a huge issue right now. It's here a huge issue in the American election. It's a huge issue when the Brexit happened, and. Um, and we can't afford to to create barriers and wall anymore. We, we can't go into a shell and expect to solve this problem. We can't. We can't. And and I, as 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 so often happens in the world that we live in, artists show us the way. Artists show us what it is and why we should why we should care, and they and often can lead us to a solution. It's going to be it's going to be a difficult one, but at the same time, we have to take care of this. Well, it's a must. I, I am so honored. This is such a beautiful film to look at and a wonderful film uh, on its on all of its merits, and I'm really so honored to have you uh, join me today on Film School. Thank you so much, and thank you for being so precise on describing the film. It was an honor for me to hear your words. Thanks a lot. Uh, Gianfranco Rossi, thank you so much for being a part of Film School. I really am honored to have you today. Thank you. All the best to you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.